One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The disappointing Bucs season just got more disappointing and a whole lot stranger. The team's best two players will not play next Sunday, and for two very different reasons. We have all the details and some very definite opinions about that on this episode of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for subscribing. You can also hear us on TampaBay.com and SoundCloud. Big news coming down Monday. Quarterback Jameis Winston will be sat down for a bit. Who knows how long because of that bad shoulder. And wide receiver Mike Evans has been suspended one game by the National Football League for his hit on Saints defensive back Marshawn Lattimore during Sunday's 31-10 loss. We'll get to the Evans suspension in just a bit, but Rick, let's start with the news that Jameis Winston is being shut down for the time being. You got the lowdown on Monday from uh, head coach Dirk Cutter, right? Yeah, we did, and, and Dirk announced it uh, right off the bat. All right, so uh, as I told you guys yesterday, last night, uh, Jameis did have an MRI today, and uh, as a result of that MRI, he's going to be uh, out for the next couple weeks. Here's the deal. Obviously, he's been playing hurt, and there's some debate about what effect that has had on him during games. You know, we've been told that, you know, structurally the shoulder is okay for him to play. He's been medically cleared. Well, after the hit he took in this last game against the Saints, um, it turns out that uh, the MRI revealed not more structural damage, but a shoulder that, um, you know, was worse for the wear and needed to calm down, as, as it was explained to me. So um, he's going to be down for at least two weeks. And, you know, while this, you know, Dirk Cutter put it pretty much on, on, on the doctors uh, who, who made this call, and I'm sure there's a big medical component to it. But I also think, Tom, this is an organizational decision, and one that, quite frankly, I mean, it's hard to say they should have done it earlier, but, you know, the evidence is there that, no matter what you think the success he had in Buffalo, and he, and he threw for 384 yards and three touchdowns, most of that in the second half, and whatever was responsible for that, whether it was, whether it was adrenaline or he hadn't been hit again on it yet until later right. in that game, the fact of the matter is is that this team, since his injury, is 0-4 and has scored a total of nine points in the first half of all those games. So it's hard to imagine that, that this injury and whatever – residual has has had on on Jameis hasn't been one of the largest factors in this losing streak and I just think that you know even though he they say he had a great practice on on Friday he threw the ball real well he's able to practice all week um, he has not been sharp they have not been sharp and I think the team uh, is finally realized that you know he's not helping them on the field and they're not helping him by playing him. I get the point, Rick, that when you are two and three and you're trying to win football games, you're trying to hang around the race, why you would keep putting him back out there, particularly if he's medically medically cleared and if he wants to go out there and play. He says, I can stand it. But I wonder if we will look back on this season eventually and say, boy, if they would have just had some patience and been prudent enough to sit him down for two games, whether it was the, you know, the Buffalo game or the Carolina game, and then he would be back at, at this point of the season. And maybe you win one of those games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You wonder if the season's going to be lost in the last four games here, and part of the reason is is because they didn't sit him, even though 
you're thinking to yourself, he gives you a better chance to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if they're going to end sure. up regretting this whole thing. Well, I mean, we'll never know. And and that's that's sort of the response that Dirk Cutter has to almost every question I seem to ask these days is that you can't prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Even like what I said about the four-game losing streak. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds like he was a he was the biggest factor. But you can't prove it. You know, there's there's no right answer or no verifiable answer to all of this. It's just a gut feeling. And the gut feeling is always in the NFL, we got to do everything we can do to win this Sunday. And we'll worry about next week, next week. And so, you know, they're all 116th. Certainly the, the division games have a, an extra component to it. But I think that when Jameis Winston gets those wide eyes and he shows you he can throw the football accurately and make the kind of throws he needs to make and tells you he's ready to go, the last thing you want to do is not believe him, you know? And Right. Uh, and as a head coach or an organization, it's like, yeah, man, suck it up. You're good enough. Let's go. Let's do it. And then he goes out there and has the kind of performance he did against Buffalo. And, again, you can't there, – there's no way to prove why he was able to do that. But it seems to be now like it was the outlier. And mm. there's there's been several major hits since then, including one against Carolina that even though it didn't show up on the MRI, you know, Dirk Cutter looking at his body language was ready to take him out of the game. Right. So, you know, it's not getting better by playing. He's going to take more hits. And, and I think hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? I mean, if you knew you were going to lose all these games, that yeah, you'd probably rather have had a healthy right. Jameis Winston against Carolina and the Saints and, and roll the dice the previous two games. Yeah, if you think he can go out there and play and be himself, here's the problem that they run into, Rick, and this is going to be a little bit of an insult of Jameis Winston. When other quarterbacks get hurt, and they're clearly hurt, you can tell it in their play, Winston has been so inconsistent this season, really, that it's hard to tell, okay, was it the wind in the one game or was it his arm right, or is he right. just having a bad week? It's like you you look at a guy like, uh, uh, you know, pick pick like a pretty decent quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers, or he's a really good quarterback. Like Ben Roethlisberger or even a guy like an Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco. If they're not going out there doing the things they normally do, you say, well, there's something clearly wrong. There was a lot of weeks where we were looking at Jameis and we're like, I think he's hurt. I'm pretty sure he's hurt, but maybe he's just being Jameis too. And and I, I think that's part of the problem that they ran into as well. Rick, how long is this thing going to last now? I mean, are we talking if they if they're two and six now, yeah. and and you had in your column in the Tampa Bay Times, there's a little bit of white flag here. Like yeah, maybe they bit. wouldn't they wouldn't be sitting him perhaps if they were five and four right now, I don't know, maybe, maybe they were five and three or whatever. Um, so there is well, a little bit of white flag. So is there this tendency like, Hey, if this thing keeps spouting out of control, why not shut them down for the rest of the year? I don't think they'll do that. And, and I think here's why now they may be more cautious, you know, as the weeks go by, but we still have eight weeks left in the season, the regular season. And we're going to agree that for this exercise and this podcast, which is purely fictional, um, that uh, that that they're not going to make the playoffs, okay? Right. Um, but but eight weeks is a long time. I mean, first of all, you're not guaranteed that the two quarterbacks and they're going to activate Brian uh, or Ryan Griffin, by the way, from IR, and he will back up Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will start this game. But there's no guarantee that both those guys will stay healthy, okay? So sure. you have a roster now with three quarterbacks. One, you may need them just to play a game, uh, and two. You gotta, you have to at some point in this season reestablish 
some kind of momentum, some kind of, of light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. You know, I'm one that does not believe you can carry something over from one season to the next mm-hmm. in terms of like, well, they won their last two games and or three games, and therefore, man, they're going to hit their stride now starting in, you know, next right. August. It, it just doesn't happen because every year is a new year. However, you know, Mike Evans and Jameis Winston are better as a combination right now because they played so many games together and right. they made they made bad throws and they made you know uh, bad routes and they and, and the scramble drills didn't always work but now he's probably more in sync with him and Cameron Brait as a result of being in the fire with him and I think you have to be in the fire with Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard and and the offensive line that you know has some new pieces or players in new spots so all of that matters right it may not be important but it matters. It's not going to lead you to the postseason, but I think it matters, and I, and I don't think you, you want the last image of Jameis Winston to be this, the sort of, you know, mocked licking of the fingers and eating Ws and also coming off the sideline and poking a guy in the helmet and getting his wide receiver thrown out of a game right. or thrown out of the next game. Right, right. We'll get into that. We'll get into the Evans thing in just a minute. But I'm glad you hit on this thing about the pregame speech, where you know the finger looking good W's. And I, Rick, I don't know that he cares, and I don't know that it's at, that he's even paying attention to it. He's taking a big hit locally. He's taking a really big hit nationally. People are making fun of him. Dan Patrick's show. A lot of the national shows are making fun of him. And there's now this question of: Is he mature enough? Is he uh, is he grown up enough? Is he a guy that's still a leader? I'll say this about Jameis Winston. I still truly believe players will follow him. That was a goofy thing he did yesterday. I agree. It was good. Now they win that game yesterday, then it's brilliant. It's like it's funny. Then it's you know, it's all good fun. I didn't think it was quite as wacky as everybody else is trying to make this out to be. But, Rick, there is a there is a narrative out there that, hey, is this guy is he off his rocker? Is he is he a little too hyped? Is he was this too weird what he did yesterday? And my answer to that is Short of sticking his fingers in his mouth, mm-hmm. it's almost identical to what he did a year ago when they were winning five in a row and everybody thought, or no, well, let, me, let me say this. The same people that are criticizing him now didn't say a word about the alphabet soups and the W's that he was eating, mm-hmm. okay? It was almost the, the same exact speech short of putting his fingers in his mouth. And I have a big problem, and you know this, Tom, that I think perception is based on whether you win or you lose. If people are the same, you know, if they're the same when they win and the same when they lose, I have no problem with them. I don't like the front runners. I don't like the people that change because they're losing or are Debbie Downers if you're a professional athlete. And we know a lot of people like that in sports. Sure. Okay? This guy, we, we sat here and we watched Hard Knocks and we wrote and we said what? Man, Jameis is really benefiting from this. Look at the leadership. Look how authentic. Look how genuinely his teammates love him for the cornball sayings. And once in a while they rib him like Ryan Fitzpatrick did about, hey, man, your poem was a little too long, right? But he also right. said you got a little Ali in you. So I'm sorry. And, and you know, look, I, I'm good friends with everybody at the Tampa Bay Times, I like to think. Um, and I'm going to disagree with Martin Fenley's column. But I'm going to tell you, it's to me it's disingenuous. And maybe that's too strong of a word. But if you didn't say anything about it a year ago, 
He's only aged by one year. He was 22, now he's 23. And I don't think this is an age thing. I think it's just who Jameis is. I think who it's who he will be at 33. I don't think he's going to change because I think it's authentic. And, and I, yeah, is it corny? Did it look bad because you went out and got blasted? Sure. But no one said it last year. I get that. Because he they got blasted, because he's hurt, because he's taken a lot of hits nationally and locally, I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing in the world for him to be shut down for a couple of weeks. I don't think it had anything to do with why they did it. I think it's clearly a physical, uh, a physical health issue with him. But it's not the worst thing in the world for him to hit the reset button on this no. thing and spend a couple of weeks on a side. This season wasn't going well, Rick, even before he got hurt, I thought. You know, it, it was still a – he hadn't quite got to the point where I thought he would be in year three. I'm not ready to give up on a guy. I still think he's going to be a, a, a really good NFL quarterback. I think he is who he is. He's always going to be that inaccurate. He's going to be a 59% completion guy. He's going to – He's going to hit home runs for you, and he's going to have some games where he throws the ball to the other team because of a stupid decision trying to keep plays alive. But this isn't the worst thing for him to 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 reset and and just watch for a while. Can I'm we okay just with it. can we just kind of in our minds go back and think about how they got where they are right now? This because, season, you mean? Yeah, this season, and and compare it a little bit to last season if we can. Okay. Um, because seasons, you know, look, I watched Tony Dungy go three and four, I think three out of four years or whatever, and he made the playoffs each year um, or thereabouts. I might be inaccurate a little bit about this, but that they were three and four a lot. My right. point is my point is this, okay, is that um, some things happened, okay? You added a lot of new pieces. We all know that. And every team is different. There were heightened expectations, all of that, Okay. The reality is this. They were a 2 and one football team, okay? They weren't 0-3. They were 2-1, and one, all right? Mm-hmm. And they played the New England Patriots in a short week on, on Thursday night football. Yep. And if not for a kicker, okay, who went sideways on them, they may win that game and had the ball firing into the end zone on the last play. Yeah, it wasn't a Hail Mary. It wasn't a Hail Mary. It was, a, it was no, an 18-yard pass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're in they're in position to make a throw. And sure. Jameis threw it a little too soon to O.J. Howard, whatever. The point is this. There's no embarrassment to losing to the Patriots. Not them, not ever. Okay? Um, that made them 2-2. Two and two. What happened after that? They went to Arizona, and the guy got hurt. Now, they were trailing 24 to nothing, but you know what? They didn't have Quan Alexander, okay? They've been, they, I don't even know that they had Levante David that game. I'd have to go back and check. Two of their best four players uh, were out, and for the most part of this season, if you said, who are their best players on defense? Gerald McCoy is one, right? Mm-hmm. One, I'm not ranking them in order, but Gerald McCoy is one of them. Levante David certainly one of them. Quan sure. Alexander is one of them. And, hey, Brent Grimes is one of them. Mm-hmm. Who's missed the most games? All those guys I just mentioned have missed multiple games except for Gerald. Right. And, oh, by the way, they lost Noah Spence. So my thing is they were a bad defense for half of last year. They were a bad defense for half of this year. Some games they held teams to 19 and 17, and then every game on the road they've given up 30. But my whole thing is this. I don't know that anything changed really until Jameis got hurt. 
to to me, that's the whole, you know, what happened before was pretty much what they were going to do for a while until they hit their stride. And, you know, in a perfect world, you you get out to a five and two, five and three start. But they were two and one, and then boom, he got hurt. And then everything changes. Look, the way teams play, you change. If I got a quarterback that I know can't throw the ball down the field or may not be feeling as good with throwing the football, I'm going to shut down your run. And oh, by the way, they didn't have Doug Martin for the first three games either. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, um, I still think the biggest, what's the biggest difference between this year and last year? Well, they added some weapons. They've struggled trying to integrate them a little bit in the offense. And then Jameis got hurt. I, I just, it seems too easy to me, but then, you know, some people seem to think, oh, that's just an excuse. What about Buffalo? I get it. I think that was the outlier. And, and I'm not saying that the defense is perfect or that, you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mike Smith hasn't made mistakes. It's just that everything kind of rolls down from the quarterback position in, in the NFL. And that's why it's so important. I will say, when I look at this team, Rick, right now, the, the Winston injury has certainly been a, an important factor. Yeah, I think you think it's more important than I do, but I will say that this at least now exposes what else needs to be fixed on this team. And the two areas where they really need help are defense and offensive line. You're not going to convince me that Mike Evans is not a terrific football player. He is. Deshaun Jackson is a terrific football player. He's proven it over years. And... I think O.J. Howard's going to be a terrific football player. Cam Brate's a good tight end, a good, solid tight end. They do it. Those wep- there are weapons there, but I think the offensive line is in rough shape right now. And defensively, they just can't get to the quarterback, Rick. And if you can't get to the quarterback, you're going to have issues. And that was going to happen whether Jameis was hurt or not. And last year, I don't, I don't know how to explain 9-7 and seven last year. I keep saying this. That was a legitimate 9-7. and seven. That was a good 9-7. and seven. They went to Kansas City and won. They beat Seattle at home. They, they beat Atlanta. That's those are good football teams. You know who led those year. wins though? The defense. Yeah, they got I know. Turnovers. I know. Turnover after turnover after turnover. I mean, they just go, they went on a binge of turnovers. And I can't explain why they're they're not get not getting the turnovers this year, other than to say they can't get to the quarterback. Now they didn't get the quarterback a whole bunch last year either. No, but it wasn't they like this. It was thirty eight sacks this versus eight, eight. They can't eight get to games. the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm I'm curious to see how the next couple of weeks go when, okay, you know your quarterback's going to be. It's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not Jameis Winston, but he's a capable backup. And now you get to see a little bit more of what else they need. Going forward, Jameis Winston's your quarterback. He's going to be your quarterback next year. He's going to be your quarterback probably the year after that, you would hope. And and so that's not the issue. The issue is, okay, what, how, what else do you need to fix around him in between now and then? And maybe this year will give you an indication. Of what you need to do. Well, I think they know. I think they know what they need, and there's absolutely no way to get it before next season. And, no, and then right. you're going to have to help hope that the chips fall the right way for you in terms of where you're drafting, who the highest rated player is. You know, in a perfect world, it's a defensive end. Um, you know that sort of thing. Um, so 
what are you going to find out about your, about the Bucks football team? You're going to find out that they're very limited with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. You're going to find out there's a reason why no one wanted him as a starter. You're going to find out that it's going to be hard to run the ball because they're going to try to do the same thing they did with an injured Winston, which is load it up against the run and make him try to beat people in man coverage. And, you know, we saw him play one good half in Houston. I, I still maintain that, you know, he had to take shots on every play and, you know, Houston was going to play zone and, and there were there were some plays to be made. Um, but to the point that, you know, all the other guys now know they can't solely rely on their on, on Jameis to bail them out, then, yeah, everybody's, you know, theoretically everybody then would try to step up and do a little bit more. Right. However, you have something else going on, which is will these guys continue to play for Dirk Cutter? What I mean by that is I'm not one that believes anybody gives up. Because if you give up in professional sports, you're basically giving away your career. I'm not doing that for anybody if I'm an athlete. Right. But you do start to make business decisions. And that's, that's what you got to watch. You know, does the guy stick his head into a pile? You know, um, you know is he sacrificing selling out his body for a tackle? Is he going to do those things even though he knows that if you lose this game, it's just going to be added to all the other losses? Um, you know, guys start thinking about themselves and football is not that kind of sport. It can't be played that way. You have to sacrifice for the guy next to you and trust that he'll do the same if you want to win anything. So that's going to be something to watch to see if, you know, Dirk Cutter, quote unquote, loses the locker room. Right. Um, and, and that'll, that'll test the leadership on this football team. Speaking of leadership, Rick, one of their leaders will be out on Sunday. As far as the Mike Evans suspension, Look, I can't sit here and defend it. I can't say he should not have been suspended. It's hard to argue against the one-game suspension for what he did. Now, I, I we were talking about this after the game. I wouldn't have been stunned if the NFL had just hit him with a big fine. But I'm not going to argue that he should not have been suspended. It could have turned out really bad for, for Marshawn Lattimore. Evans is lucky Lattimore wasn't really hurt on the play. Having said all that, Rick, I'm standing by my original take that I wrote in the Times. I like that he stood. I like that he stood up for Jameis Winston. I, maybe maybe he could have gone about it a different way, but I think he reacted emotionally. It was a, he showed me that he cared about his teammate. He was frustrated. Should he have done it? Probably not. But I didn't have a major problem that he did it, and I know he apologized for it. And I don't believe it. I Rick, I think he'd do it again if he had a chance to do it again. Well, I hope he doesn't do it again because that would mean that he hasn't grown up at all or learned anything from his action. Um, what he did was hurt his football team. He's going to miss a game. And if you think that, you know, first of all, it's not a it's not a macho act to have your brother's back when you blindside a guy. If you have to, spin him around and hit him in the mouth. But, you know, to, to come into a guy from behind with a running start that doesn't know you're there uh, during a dead ball period, it's cowardly, quite frankly. Um, and I know Mike's not a coward by any means, and I do think he was exactly what you said, intending to defend Jameis Winston. But you know who should get the most blame for all of this? Jameis Winston. Gonna, exactly. I mean, there's he, one guy. He owes, Mike, he owes Mike Evans a week's salary is what he owes. He should pay Mike Evans. Yeah, he should pay Mike Evans fine or, or the, what he misses in salary. He should give him a check for it. Because if Jameis Winston, okay, who granted, you know, is frustrated because he's on the sideline. And from what I hear, I didn't watch the broadcast as I'm watching it live. 
uh, the game, but I will go back. Right. And and what from what I hear, people said his body language after he got taken out was horrible. But what the hell do you think you're doing to help your football team by coming off a sideline? And as Dirk Cutter said, trash talking is trash talking. That's one thing. But to actually take your hand and make contact with a guy who is still in the game and is not is not on you know on your bench he's he's standing in the field of play and think that you know this is something that a guy with a c on his shirt should be doing when he's out of the football game is insane and what and he's it hurt and he's hurt rick what and if, what if Baltimore turns around and shoves him pretty exactly good. what if he takes a shot at your right shoulder right. Well, what if he blows you up and you're just standing there with no helmet on i mean this is you know we saw Jameis do this during a game against Dallas, and he cost his team 15 yards. Right. What he's cost now is his team, Mike Evans. And I'm not absolving Mike, but I'm kind of like with you. I, I, I can understand, you know, Mike seeing a part of what had happened and probably never even knew until he heard the replay that Jameis initiated the whole thing. He just saw a guy push his quarterback on the sideline. Right. Right. But, you know, let's not let, – I mean, somehow – and I asked Jameis about it after the game. He told me two things. He never said he was sorry. Right. You know, Mike Mike said this is unprofessional. It was. Ch- he said um, it was childish. It was. And and the bottom line is what Jameis said was Well, Marshawn Lattimore pushed his quarterback. And I said, Well, what was your role in the whole thing? Tell him to go to his sideline. Listen, man, that's not what you say. You know, what he should and that, have said. And by I, the way, that's not what happened. Because he stepped out on the field and purposely made contact. He made with contact with helmet. the guy with the back of his head. Lattimore wasn't even facing him at the time. Right. So, you know, I, I'm I'm more disappointed in Jameis, you know, in the way he handled that situation and what it led to than anything I could say about Mike Evans. But Mike Evans has every reason to be suspended and every I get that oh, look Rick I get it I, I have a hard time defending it I got killed on Twitter today I got killed with emails from people saying how could you possibly defend that my point was though with Jameis you had time to think about what you were doing with Jameis you know J- Jameis you're exactly right what are you doing don't even be out there right just just go move back Mike Evans while he may not have reacted the way you would hope that he would react he was reacting to something. It's something set him off. He made that decision, like, literally in a split second, I think he made that decision. That's right. It was, it was the bad decision. Jameis Winston, there was a little more thought behind that. and he had, he had to really go out of his way to do what he did. I get the whole, look, I get the Mike Evans thing. I really do. But I'm telling you, Rick, if you were to, put, if you were to hook truth serum up to every guy in that locker room deep down, as much as he's going to hurt his team by not being there, I agree. I think deep down every player kind of likes the Mike Evans like they respect Mike Evans I don't think anybody's mad at him for not being able to play Sunday because of that no I don't think they're mad at him and I, I think they understand you know it says really more about and again we'll go back to this you know take it back to the finger thing right the licking the fingers right there is a genuine and I don't think love is too strong a word but there is a genuine love for that quarterback in that in that in that team, in that locker room. It just is real. And that sh- sort of showed, you know, now would he have done that if the guy was messing with Quan Alexander? Maybe. But there's something about the leader of your team, the face of your franchise, a guy who's not playing, and if you see him and all you saw was a guy shove a, your quarterback on the sideline, um, I do understand, you know, sort of why that would be a reactionary impulse. 
it's not the right one, and it was unprofessional as hell, and he could have hurt the guy. You know, what happens if Lattimore breaks a back? Or it's probably like a different that. conversation. What We're if they're bringing a out a backboard to the guy and yeah. taking him off the field like they did William Golston? Right. And the fact of the matter is that could have happened the way he hit him. Sucker hit him that way. But, yeah, every guy in the locker room, it's it's more about how they feel about Jameis. Um, they, they, they will give Mike Evans more of a pass. Um, it's not to say they're not going to miss him because, you know, you know somebody's got to stand in there and try to make those plays. And they don't have a Mike Evans laying around that can right. replace Mike Evans. I think I think Mike Evans and Jameis Winston's relationship, if it wasn't already close, got a whole lot closer because sure. what was what was Dirk Cutter's reaction to, to all that, do you think? Dirk was very um uh condemning. Well, totally totally unacceptable behavior, first by by Jameis and then by Mike. And uh you know there you know, Jameis cannot under any circumstances come off the sideline when he's not even playing in the game and uh, trash talking is trash talking, but to go out and, uh, you know, tap another player, uh, you know, whatever you want to call that, touch another player at all on the field, that's, that's inexcusable. And, uh, you know, then the, the Saints player responded and then Mike reacted and that's, that's not acceptable either. That's, that's, not, that's not having your teammates back. That's just, that's just wrong. And, uh, you know, like I did not, when I saw during the game, what I saw was when the by the time I looked over there, I was looking at the field. By the time I looked over there, the second DB for New Orleans was going in to to pull his guy out. But uh, you know, when I talked to the officials, not one of the officials saw it. All right, so when they when they eventually threw the flag, the official that threw the flag on our sideline told me that. I said, why, why are you calling it now? And he said, they, they told us from upstairs that 13 started the whole thing. So that's the knowledge that I had at that point. Well, that's, that's not true. I mean, 13 did not start the whole thing. And, uh, you know, if I, if I would have known uh, what I known, I mean, Mike, Mike probably should have been ejected. And, you know, maybe Jameis should have been ejected. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly uh, how the how the league looks at that, and I'm sure there there could be some league action to follow. But uh, I talked to the entire team about that today, and that you know that that cannot happen. That's totally unacceptable. As condemning as he's been about two players that have that are captains, um, he said all the things that needed to be said. He said it was it was totally unprofessional. He said that uh, Mike Evans probably should have been ejected. This is him talking about his own player. This isn't Sean Payton who said it after. You know the what? The Bucks might have been better off had he been ejected because they might have considered that as like time served and he mitigating. Have, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have been suspended be right. for the next game. But you know what was funny about it is that, um, and I still can't. I know what Dirk said, but if you go back and watch the videotape, Dirk is not that far away from what happened from a geographical standpoint. Right. He said he was down the bench, you know, watching. Uh, you know, they just had thrown an incompletion and they were punting the ball and he was watching the punt formation because they had gotten one block. And yet, even after, like, all hell breaks loose, Dirk's just kind of slowly strolling up the sideline. I mean, at some point you'd have thought, he said, hey, hey, what the hell, you know, and start going in there and start pulling guys off of people. You never saw that. It was weird. It was like, and, of course, people have taken that now and run wild with it and said, let's see, you know, he has no clue what's going on on his own sideline. Um, I don't, I don't buy it. It might be that he's a head coach and, you know, and he's focused on the next play. So did I get this right? 
we were talking about it before we started recording the podcast, and I hadn't heard that. So AJ Green for the Bengals did not get suspended. Did not get suspended. Which His is MMA just, move. Yeah, he's, he that choked was a fight. him out. It was an MMA fight. He choked. He didn't win him over. He choked him out, Tom. <laughs> and uh, and so you know, I guess I guess the thing about that was this: that AJ Green doesn't have a history of doing anything like that. You know, he's predominantly one of the better comported players in the NFL. But a, rare, had, a rarity on that Cincinnati Bengals team. Yes, it is indeed. I mean, he's not Vontae Burfick. Had he been that, then he probably would have been suspended. I mean, I think that's that that counts. But uh, there was some provocation on the other side. You know, it wasn't as if, hey, let me go over here and wrap my arm around this guy's throat. Um, he was sort of retaliating a little bit. But that said, no, they, they didn't. And I thought for all the world that since that had happened with both of them in the same week that they probably would have similar punishments, but maybe that's why Mike has a shot at his appeal. (laughs) I don't know. Well, he, uh, he won't play Sunday. That's, that seems to be the the likely scenario. And, uh, and they won't have their starting quarterback either. Jameis Winston will be sat down. So we'll, uh, yeah. So good luck, Dirk. Hey, you lost five in a row. And and now, (laughs) Hey, um, I don't know how you're going to do this, but you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your best receiver and maybe your best weapon on offense. And Oh yeah. Your left tackles hurt. Hey, go get him, buddy. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can always find us on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast, at NFL Stratton, at Tom W. Jones. Thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. Uh, take care. On our next podcast, we'll delve into the train wreck that has become the Florida Gators and also Florida State as well. Then it got a little bit back uh, over last weekend, but we'll look deeper into what's going on with the Florida Gators and the rest of college football, which has gotten crazy over the weekend and uh, a chance that a big conference like the Big Ten might not get anybody into the college football playoff. And a huge game this weekend right here in the state of Florida, Notre Dame and Miami. Thinking back to the old days with that rivalry, it'll uh, it'll get renewed here this Saturday with maybe a spot in the college football playoff uh, at stake when those two teams meet each other. So we'll get you ready for that on our next podcast. Have a great uh, rest of your day, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.